When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. And the last thing that I wanted to discuss today is this Lamar Jackson saga. I'm getting more confused. Like, Lamar is going on Twitter. He hasn't fully refuted all of the belief that he needs more than the Deshaun Watson contract. I... Don't think that that's what it is anymore, but like we're all just guessing at this point. The Ravens say that they want him. He finally was pretty savvy with, I'm going to demand my trade publicly right when John Harbaugh is about to speak to the media. Like that was savvy, but that doesn't sound like you're doing something with someone who respects you. And he's like, I requested my trade, you know, three weeks three weeks ago, but like how they handed in the franchise tag was basically the trade. Hey, we can give you the exclusive tag, pay you a bunch of money. No one can trade for you. We give you the normal franchise tag, which is still a lot of money to everybody listening to this, but not a ton of money based on being an MVP and people can trade for you. Their actions spoke louder than their words. So we knew that you could trade for Lamar the second that they gave him the non-exclusive franchise tag. So I don't really get the three and a half weeks ago I asked for a trade. Okay. I guess if the Ravens love Anthony Richardson and the Colts want Lamar Jackson, you trade Lamar for the fourth pick? I guess. And then Indy's pick next year. But then Indy has to give him 195 million guaranteed or whatever, more than Kyler Murray. Like I I feel like I've become a Lamar hater and I'm not. I think he's awesome. He's the sixth favorite for the MVP. I love watching the dude play. I just I don't think a team is going to give him $200 million guaranteed and trade two first-round picks for him. Even if if he was on the Falcons tomorrow or the Panthers, they'd be the favorite in that division. And I know the Panthers already traded for the first pick, but like 
obviously he'd make a lot of teams better. Like no one's disputing that, but the trade request when it was already public knowledge that he could be traded for threw me for the loop. Like he better be ready to sit because that's where his leverage is. Like my guess is they gave him that tag that allowed him and his people to talk to other teams for trades and the phone wasn't ringing off the hook. So he tried to make it super uncomfortable and apply that pressure, which, you know, it's a decent strategy. We've seen it work before. It's more of an NBA move than an NFL move, but Aaron Rodgers is doing a similar version of it, negotiating through Pat McAfee. And then Brian Gutekunst is like, uh, he didn't answer our calls. So, you know, that's getting ugly too. So we see it in the NFL. It's more of an NBA thing than an NFL thing, but no option on the table makes more sense to me than the Ravens meeting Lamar Jackson's price or somewhere close to it. Obviously everyone's a good negotiation is if everyone's a little bit unhappy at the end of it, you've heard that before, but if they were going to come close to Lamar Jackson's price, why put him through this entire thing? So like, I don't entirely understand the Ravens strategy when they clearly don't have a backup option. And I don't really get how Lamar thinks he's going to win because the player never really has the leverage in the NFL. And everyone keeps saying these teams, I wouldn't trade for him. I wouldn't trade two first round picks and a $200 million contract. He's better than 15 quarterbacks in the NFL, no question, at least. But 12 games a year, each of the last two years, completion percentage dwindling, huge percentage of his specialness is related to his running. I don't think the Kyler contract is good. I don't think the Deshaun contract is good. So why would I give a contract that I also wouldn't think is good to Lamar Jackson and give up two first round picks for the privilege of doing it? Like I just, I don't see a team out there where I'd be like, that's a good move. Other than for the Ravens, because they don't have to give up the two first-round picks, and they already have the familiarity, the system, his relationship with the receivers, the coaches, everything. Like, it's already built in. You don't have to start over from scratch. So, like, everything that I've said this whole time is like, man, the best fit is to stay. But nobody seems to think that's how it's going to end. So I'm feeling more and more isolated on that side because I'm just going to side with logic until I see it on the other side. And I will be hard-pressed to believe that when a team trades for Lamar Jackson and gives him a bigger contract than Kyler Murray and gives up two first-round picks, that I'm going to say, yeah, they're better today, but that I'm fully on board and comfortable with where that team's at going forward. And if it happens, I mean, he damn sure better be in the NFC. Because if he's still somehow in the AFC and that happens, I mean, there's no scenario where it's a good move for him in terms of like actually breaking through and winning and doing what he says on Twitter he wants to do. But I'm rooting for him. I love watching the dude play. I just think he is between a rock and a hard place. Appreciate everyone hanging out, listening to my rambling. It's fun. Love talking NFL, you know, 52 weeks a year. Pony will be back next week. We'll be a week closer to the draft. Spencer Ray, our executive producer. Please tell a friend. First in pod.